This is Fine Rambles, number 70. I've been sick for most of the last month, and I'm only now starting to get over it. And, and <coughs> as you can see, I'm still getting over it. I was sick largely through my own stupidity or through, <coughs> through my own fault. <coughs> there was sort of this pattern to my behavior, which was unbelievably asinine. I would start to recover, but before I actually got better, I would go out and really stress my body, sort of under the assumption that, you know, oh my God, I've already wasted all this time. I need to get back out there. And then because of the stress on my body, which my body was too weak to handle, I would get sick again, or I would get sicker. You know, this went, this happened, I think, two or three different times. And in the end, I, I got double pneumonia and I had a couple really bad weeks. And yet I didn't discuss this on any of my podcasts for the past month. And when I've talked to my friends on the phone or over email or text, I haven't really mentioned it at all. And this is pretty par for the course. I tend to withdraw when I'm ill or when something is going wrong in my life. And, you know, I think this is pretty typical of men. I don't think it's the case for women. My understanding is that men tend to be somewhat withdrawn or they tend to try to deal with their problems themselves. They don't ask for help. They don't ask for sympathy. They don't ask for emotional support. And women are much, much better at doing this. This is speculative, but I think there's a pretty powerful reason that men tend to keep their problems to themselves. There's this perception that they have that if they show weakness, that if they admit to vulnerability, they are going to be met with contempt. And they are going to be met with ridicule. And they are going to be met with a lack of sympathy. Because if you look in history, the bottleneck of reproduction is women. 80% of women historically had children or passed on their genes or succeeded from a, from a Darwinian point of view. And only 40% of men did. And this means that most women were successes and most men were failures. And so it's very easy for society to start to look at men as being disposable because what they have to offer, <laughs> you know, a little bit of sperm and a little bit of protection is very easily duplicated by another man. But a woman, what she provides is essential, not just the, the getting pregnant and gestating the child, but the care for the infant in the first couple of years of life. You know, as they, say, as they say, a man's necessary involvement with a child lasts about five seconds and a woman's lasts about two years. So I come back to my own situation. I come back to my own situation and I say there are probably pretty good evolutionary reasons for me to be very hesitant to share times when I am weak and vulnerable. 
Now, these reasons are evolutionary. They're in my genes. They're not necessarily conscious. And, and this is key. They're not necessarily true anymore. We are not living in the ancestral environment. Society has progressed. Antibiotics, right? Antibiotics have progressed. And the kind of reaction people get today to being weak or being sick or being vulnerable, I think is very, very different than it used to be. That's good news as far as it goes. Now, there's a risk. There's a risk to this, right? Because what I've just said implies I should be out there broadcasting or at least admitting to my weakness, and I should be asking for support. But if I go out there and I admit to weakness and I get a lot of attention for that weakness, that may also be a bad thing, just as not getting any support or getting exiled or ostracized or rejected would be a bad thing. Because there's something very dangerous about getting positive reinforcement for something that's bad. And being weak and getting sick and being vulnerable, they're, they're bad things. They're things we should try to avoid. And if I was getting all this attention and all this sympathy, I could start to enjoy being sick. I think there's a mental illness to describe this condition. I believe it's called Munchausen's syndrome, where someone gets sick in order to get attention and sympathy. And so I say to myself, you can't go too far in either direction. You can't go too far in, in opening yourself up and being vulnerable. At least your genes tell you not to do that. And on the other side, if you start to enjoy being weak and getting sick, then there's a risk that you never take the steps you need to get strong. You know, I'm not only thinking about myself in this case. I'm sort of extrapolating onto my friends as well. And I'm trying to understand how I would want them to behave. So, okay, so a friend of mine killed himself a couple of years ago. And I never really figured out why. And that lack of closure is extremely painful. And my dominant emotion, thinking about this even now, is anger. I'm angry at my dead friend. I'm angry that he didn't reach out to me. I'm angry that he didn't trust me enough to share his pain. I'm angry that he simply killed himself. <laughs> and I know that makes me sound like an asshole. But... I also don't want my friends calling me up and complaining every time they have a runny nose. I don't want to hear every little problem a friend of mine has. Because life is full of problems. <laughs> Everyone has problems every single day. And if even one of my friends started to share every problem they have with me, it would take up my entire day. I don't know where exactly to draw this line. I don't know what, what to say to my friends. I also don't know what to say to myself 
in terms of what I should be sharing. What should I be sharing with my friends in order to get emotional support, in order to get feedback, in order to get advice, in order to get just someone willing to listen to my problems? Because that's cathartic, and there's something cleansing about being able to talk about the problems in your life. It turns the stress down on those problems dramatically. There's something about keeping a secret that is debilitating, that is unbelievably unhealthy. And if that secret is that you are ill, or you are depressed, or you are in despair, or you are suicidal, I think that secret leads to suicide faster. And so I don't have any answers. I know that when I share problems that I have, I'm reluctant and I'm afraid that I'm going to get negative feedback. And then part of me says, if I do kvetch, if I do complain, that's good, but maybe I start to enjoy it. So where do you draw the line? I think you have to go back to another difference between men and women. When men discuss an issue, a problem, they're usually looking for a solution. And you know, I know I've said before that there are two kinds of conversations that people hate. (laughs) And the first is when someone is relentlessly negative, which kind of feeds into what we've been talking about. But the second kind of conversation that people hate is when they're given advice. And so when someone shares a problem, there's this tension because the person listening asks themselves, well, do they want advice or... Do they just want emotional support? Again, I think women handle this in a much more healthy way. And I think you see this in the suicide numbers. I think men commit suicide at three times the rate of women. And I think this is one of the reasons. I think men have to start doing a better job asking for help specifically. Being able to share a problem and get objective, somewhat emotionless feedback, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah, that's a problem that I've had and my cousins had, and here's how they dealt with it, and this didn't work so well, but this did. At the same time, I think it's important for the person who's giving the advice, A, to wait to be asked, right? You can't just give the advice ex nilo because people hate that. But at the same time, you can't overdo the emotional support. Because in a sense, it emasculates the man. Men like to be strong. Men like to help others and to support others rather than to be supported and protected. And to ask for help is an admission that, you know, things aren't going well. 
and you need help. And that's very difficult at the best of times, and this is the worst of times. That's all I got. I'll catch you next week.